Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This past Wednesday, here we go again, federal government released hundreds of pages of documentation concerning the firing and the physical removal from Canada's most secure microbiology lab in Winnipeg, at least we thought it was. Scientists, and I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce their names correctly, Zhangguo Qi and Kedong Chang. A CSIS report revealed that uh, Ms. Qi had worked closely and covertly with Chinese government labs and collaborated with, quote, institutions in China whose goals have potentially lethal military applications, end quote. Now, hang on. They're working in Canada at our most secure bio lab. And they're shipping some of the world's most dangerous pathogens to China. They're working with the People's Republic of China and the People's Liberation Army while they're working in Canada and being paid by Canada. This one still needs a lot of unpacking. And those documents that were released on Wednesday were kept from Canadians in 2021 by the federal government. And we uh, were told it had to do with national security concerns. In fact, the federal government took the speaker to court, and then they dropped that case because they didn't want the information released. So Mr. Trudeau called a federal election. Those, those were all tied together. Because releasing those documents in 2021 would have been terribly embarrassing and might have been impactful on the election. Elaine Dewar is with us. She's an exceptional investigative journalist. She's also the author of On the Origin of the Deadliest Pandemic in 100 Years. Yeah, Ms. Dewar has been on this program in the past. We talked to her, her about her book when it was first released. It is an amazing read. And it explains the presence of Ki and Chang in the Winnipeg lab, as well as the story about the uh, shipping of the pathogens to China. Elaine, welcome back. How are you? How are you? I'm well. Are you surprised? This is now all moving forward again, that Wednesday, these hundreds of pages of documentation that the government said, oh, we couldn't have because there were security concerns Actually, in 2021. Now here they privacy are. Privacy concerns first. What's that? They said privacy concerns. <laughs> in the, it, when they were in front of the committee, they kept banging away at, we can't tell you anything because, you know, we can't talk about people who've been fired. Of course they can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's it, bring us up to date. What's going? What do we need to know about what happened? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I haven't read the six hundred pages of documents, which, but relying upon the Globe and Mail's report, the one thing that just shocked me 
was that they were marched out of the lab in July of 2019 because CSIS, a year earlier, had been worried that somehow a patent had been filed in China which related to information and documentation that came out of the Winnipeg lab. It took a whole year before you know anybody in PHAC did anything, marched them out of the lab, said the RCMP was investigating, but did not pull their security clearance until the following August. So we're talking a year, during which they continued to create and publish papers, two of them with Chen Wei, the uh, major general of the PLA, the People's Liberation Army. Now, if you can explain to me why, if you're concerned that people are not behaving properly in the only level four in this country, so concerned that you take them and suspend them and march them out, why you would not also pull their security clearance is absolutely beyond me. What I will wonder, and I know you've investigated so much of this, uh, it's really in your book. I want to say it again. Nobody's forcing me or asking me to say this. It is a tremendous read. Did nobody know what they were doing? Did nobody doubt, have doubts about them? Did nobody understand what they were, they were transferring um, information, top secret information? Well, it was worse than the transfer of information. The NML became, in effect, a Chinese lab. Their lab, their level four, was under construction and until the, I think... The That's the one part, in Wuhan, is it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Until the latter part of 2018, they were unable to do research on Ebola, which concerned them greatly, because they weren't allowed to import it, and it's not endemic to China. So to do any experimentation with regard to Ebola, they had a relationship with our lab in Winnipeg. And a lot of research, a lot of papers were done on Ebola driven by Chinese interests in our lab <laughs> for since 2014. Oh, my Lord. I mean, you look at that and you say, okay, was anybody paying any attention to any of this? And the answer is obviously no. It seems to have taken almost a year for CSIS to figure out that maybe they shouldn't be publishing papers with Chen Wei. So what are the questions that you now based on your research that you write about in the book, what are the questions you want answered now that we have these 600 plus pages we weren't allowed to have in 2021? I would like to know what kind of security we actually have in that lab. I would like to know how people are vetted. I would like to know who does the vetting. I would like to know how security is maintained. And there's nothing in, from what I've seen in, in uh, the paper to date that explains any of that. Mark Holland, who is the Minister of Health, who is now in charge of PHAC, has said that, you know, nothing untoward happened. There was, you know, a threat to the economic security, but not the physical security. Nothing untoward happened. Nothing untoward <laughs> happened. Oh, you know, I mean, and except that the security provisions at the NML were unacceptable. Well, what does that mean? I mean, how, how much information went out how many samples went out? Yeah. I, one of the things I filed when I was working on the book was a, a question to PHAC about the number of instances of accidents at that lab over a five-year period, because there's nowhere in this country that you can actually look that up. 
8,000 pages were generated. I have yet to see a single one. Good grief. But what we yeah, do know... The information problem in this country that's absolutely huge. Yeah, what we do know is there were two scientists working in that lab in Winnipeg who were essentially, they were working for China. They weren't working for Canada. They were getting paid by China. They're getting paid by China, working for China in our Canadian lab. And then they get marched out of the lab by the RCMP. They got fired, and we're not allowed to know what it's about in 2021. And now suddenly we get the 600 pages. I guess it's a Freedom of Information Act request. I'm sure they had those in 2021. Uh, do you think we'll ever get to the bottom of this? Um, no, because the problem stretches over two governments. It began when Mr. Harper was prime minister. Okay. It continued through all the years that Mr. Trudeau was prime minister. All right. So no, it's in no one's political interest to get to the bottom of this. Would you please keep digging? <laughs> I will try. Okay. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.